Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And I'm afraid you've caught me at a poor moment. I must set off once again very soon to walk the longest paths. I'm afraid I do not have quite the time to regale you with tales of my findings in the previous days. However, there is something that I have heard on the trods. Something that, well, here as any will be most intimate with, but the rest of you might not be. And if you guessed that I was talking about the Sword Scholars, you would be correct. Now, briefly, the Sword Scholars are a, let's call it a faction, an archetype, if you will, within Arism. Their founder, Suleiman Yitaziel, has been a controversial part of Arizani history since their foundation in pre-imperial times, and their commitment to challenging outside influences on Arizan society, especially outside spiritual influences, eventually saw them suppressed and driven underground in the reign of Emperor Giovanni. In recent years, however, their philosophies have been re-examined and their movement has been thrust into the spotlight of imperial affairs with mixed results. And for those mixed results, the most damning and impactful event in the last few months has been on the Wisdom Assembly and alongside it, the Irizeni National Assembly where sword scholar influence and bear, bear in mind, dear citizens, this is a fringe, almost terrorist group within Urizen, have not only been welcomed back to the fold, but their impact, they have been able to affect the way our Synod votes and how mandates are carried out, to the point now that they require greater majorities before they can be enacted successfully. Destroying the strength, the facet, the, the point, if you will, of an ordinary majority. This means that all votes will be harder going forward. And by harder, I mean harder to get across in terms of agreement. More people will need to be aligned. There will need to be more discussion, compromise, and goodwill, if you will, between all the parties who agree or disagree with whatever the mandate says. But whilst that might sound like a good thing, it will paralyze these mandates, forcing those discussions, forcing those cooperative discussions to take longer. Need I remind you that we are currently at war on two fronts, having just surrendered a significant chunk of our empire, our dear homeland, to the Grendel in the south to avoid it being three. I think that these changes bode ill for us that such a well such a small group can have such a large effect but anyway rather than dive into the ins and outs of what i've heard i'd like to tell you a little bit about the sword scholars their history and where they came from now briefly this all begins in the summer of 381, year of the Empire, 
Edmundo. And there is any citizen works with Tempest Maiden who is associated with the Sword Scholars. The Tempest Maiden disciples to perform an inquisition. And as a result, the Sword Scholars receive wider recognition. At the next summit, the Irisen Assembly vindicates the Tempest Jade Maidens and more Sword Scholar sects emerge publicly. Afterwards, Irizen, the Irizeni Assembly calls for the Sword Scholars to unite and reconciliation with the Sword Scholar sects begins. Now this was that led us up into the spring of 382. To go into the summer, there was the rebuilding of a major Sword Scholar temple to unite them under one banner. This was a proposed plan and the Irizeni and Wisdom Assemblies offered mandates to encourage the questioning of Synod mandates. The outcome was that the Senate commissioned the Temple of the Four Winds, the major Sword Scholar temple. The Irizen Assembly passed a mandate calling for Sword Scholars to unite and question Synod mandates. And then finally, the Wisdom Assembly passes a mandate urging devotees to be inspired by the Sword Scholars and question Synod mandates. Now, as we roll into the summer, well, and beyond that into the autumn of 382, the Druge invade. As I'm sure many of you are well aware, we are not happy with the Druge. And part of this invasion involved the destruction of the Temple of the Four Winds. Now, this construction was not complete and it was halted by the invasion following the murder of at least a third of these sword scholars. The Synod mandates were held in abeyance pending completion of the temple, so everything kind of locked up. Come round to spring in 383, the site of the Temple of the Four Winds was liberated and the Irizen Assembly encourages sword scholars to challenge the Grey Pilgrims, our, some of our most staunch allies as Navarre. And the results, and with time remaining on the Temple Commission, the materials were provided to complete it. The mandates were proposed around the Grey Pilgrim, but no concrete results yet. Into summer, the Synod declared that studying Suleiman, the original leader of the Sword Scholars, was acceptable. The reconstruction of the temple was completed, and Aspar was appointed as envoy to the disciples of the Tempest Jade Maiden. And the outcome from all of these was the mandates enacted by the Urizen and Wisdom Assembly came into effect now that the temple was completed. And as a result, you might have seen a handful more sword scholars perhaps walking the streets in Anvil. You might struggle to recognise them from a Urizeni sentinel, I certainly would, but maybe the name implies their choice of weapons when a sentinel might use a spear the sword scholars might indeed use swords. However, as a Navari broker, I'm probably not the best person to understand these nuanced differences between what is essentially a thorn and an outcast thorn. Anyway, roll around to autumn. The Urizeni Assembly is offered a mandate to embrace Suleiman and the sword scholars and delegates of wisdom 
start actively opposing synod mandates. The Arisen Assembly endorsed the mandate to embrace the founder of the Sword Scholars. Raphael Barossa condemns the Sword Scholars and their founder. Fleuris Noverian calls for the challenge to the Synod mandates to end. And finally, challenges from the Sword Scholars and the Wisdom Assembly causes several mandates to fail. And this brings us round to the next few weeks. Winter 383. From what we know so far of the current scenario is that the General Assembly are offered mandates to condemn Suleiman, rebuke the Wisdom Assembly, or both. The Wisdom Assembly are offered mandates to recant their earlier position or to reaffirm their current practice of challenging mandates independent of Suleiman's legacy. The Urizen Assembly are offered a mandate to draw a line under Suleiman's legacy and the Freeborn Assembly are offered a mandate to draw inspiration from the Sword Scholar's opposition to the Synod. Finally, the Imperial Senate will have an opportunity to fortify the main Sword Scholar Temple. Quite a lot for us dear citizens to discuss and debate and act upon in the coming weeks. But if I was to just drop my own highly underqualified opinion here. The Empire has taken in a group of rebels. Rebels that come from one of the last nations to even join the Empire in the first place. The rebellious daughter of a difficult friend is maybe not perhaps the body that we want affecting our synod, our ways of religious governance, and challenging what we believe. So, it is as I pack the final piece into my knapsack that I prepare to walk these longest of paths to northwestern Yaren. Ask yourself, can we really trust them? Or is there something untoward going on behind the scenes?